Hello and welcome back to What is Your Working Class, the podcast dedicated to exploring the variety that exists in working classness. And today I'm joined by the curator Michaela Weatherall of the Pink Collar Gallery. To stay up to date on our new episodes, make sure to follow us on Twitter at What Is Your Work One and on your chosen podcast provider. Thank you so much for listening and hope you enjoy the episode. Hey Michaela, how are you doing? Hello, hi, I'm fine, thank you. Glad to hear it. Where are you at at the moment? I am in misty Sunderland um, on the coast in Roka. Oh, lovely. You've always been there. Um, I've always lived in Sunderland, but we moved to the coast there about three years ago. And it's just been absolutely lush. Nice. What took you there in the first place? Um, in Sunderland, there's, there's nice areas and there's not so nice areas. And this is yeah. a very, very nice area. It's quiet <laughs> and you're right next to the beach and it's just a beautiful place to live. Nice. So what is your class background? So as I said, I come from Sunderland, born and raised. And I came, I used to live in a tiny, tiny little village uh, called Shiny Row. And it very much kind of defined how I feel about working class or how I did feel about being working class. More in hindsight now, because I really hated it. Absolutely hated where I was from. And don't get us wrong, there's lovely people who who live there or my family live there but it was it's very isolating and if you are a tiny little bit different you are like seen as other mm. so like imagine anybody like I am a, a cis female imagine someone of color or of um sexuality it was very much like you had to keep quiet about all that stuff my thing was just like I liked art and goth music yeah. <laughs> and I always wanted to escape it. I was like, I'm leaving. I have to leave. I can't have this. And now I realize I'm trying to like fight against this working class background I got brought up in. And luckily I've learned and learned a lot more about up here. And I absolutely love it up here now. Right. Start well. <laughs> yeah. Well, was there anything in particular that made you have this, um, this shift from hating your class background to loving it or reappreciating it I think it was probably just moving on like it's you know I went to school in shiny I went to college in shiny everyone I knew was in shiny and it was just that and luckily I have very lovely parents who would you know take us on holiday and you would see other cultures and it was probably wasn't until I went to uni and I couldn't leave because I just didn't have the money to leave and go live in a dorm somewhere and and mm. go to another city it was more just like I want to go to uni logistically I have to stay here for money reasons so I went to Northumberland and Northumberland, Northumbria uni and kind of found the culture and the amazingness of the North Sea through university and then after, and beyond when I decided I wanted to be a curator a volunteer in a gallery and kind of basically finding my tribe of mm. people and knowing how like there's many working class people in the northeast where they want to make a, a cultural amazing space. What got you into art in the first place? Um, probably my parents. My dad was a bit arty. He's a prison officer but you know in his spare time he would dabble and paint and that. He was a really good watercolorist actually like completely doesn't do any of that now but was always like used to be a bit creative with stuff so I would learn from him and I just 
like my brain is just not it's not academic it's, I, I can't do simple maths like I know now I'm dyslexic didn't know like when I was getting brought up that I was so art was kind of the, always the thing that pulled us in of, of like in school and being creative that way and then went to college and did a BTEC and realized I'm really not good at art <laughs> like doing it <laughs> but I'm not good at it at all to be a, a professional artist and I just love the history side of it hmm. and that's kind of where it, it developed into being like a curator and telling stories through art. Mm. How has your job as a curator changed as you've developed? Uh, I still think I'm quite new at it like I've been doing it from uni till now it's been about 10 years but mm. properly properly I've been doing it for about five right and I've just kind of learned how I went on like I went to uni and I went I did my master's but um it's more known who I am now and mm. what I really want to push because I, I was very general before so I do a lot about like female artists and feminism in my work and it was very broad and now I've kind of honed into what I want to do to really develop and like about working class narratives and underrepresentation of women, especially in the Northeast. So that's kind of focusing more on what kind of legacy I want to take, really. Mm. Do you think there's an element of working classness in how you approach curation? Probably is, yeah. I think a big thing that I think a lot of people in working class backgrounds feel in the arts is you don't feel welcome mm. and they like to use you know a lot of like big words and and try to have the academic thing and I call it art wank like yeah <laughs> I can't stand it and they're like it's to prove that they are more educated than you I'm sure they're not they don't think that but it just when you like go what are you talking about and I have a his, art history degree and have been in the arts for ages if I haven't got clear what you're talking about what are you talking about <laughs> like what everyone else is gonna think so I kind of like step away from that and the very like I don't want to say simple that's not that's a hard word not the right word but like more just like the one of the last exhibitions I did was what does it mean to be working class mm. and it was very like a simple theme but quite complex art pieces that came out of it. And it's for people, it's just like to open that door a bit more of like, it, it is really easy, just come in and you'll like it. Instead mm. of having that barrier of like, oh, that's just not for me, like at all. Yeah, uh, I was gonna ask about the recent show of what is working class. How did that come about? So I did, did a little bit about working class identity in my work. I work with another curator called Mark Parham, who was actually in that show. And we'd worked with an artist called Dave Watson, who was kind of, he'd been painting like industrial side scenes for years and years and years and kind of got rediscovered. So I kind of got it through that, like and the narrative of working class and the importance of belonging somewhere. And, and then, so that was always like in the back of my head. And then we got um, locked down. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what do I want to do? I can't, I can't make shows. We don't know what's happening. So I made an online gallery called Pink Collar Gallery. And through that, I could actually like develop my ideas more. So sitting in the house, wondering what the hell's going to happen to everybody in the arts, really. Mm. You know, I always look for, for jobs and see what's out there. And I was looking 
and it says you know like people from you know people of color disability like what well, this is all we want and that's great amazing we want diversity and then it would say at the end and all working class mm. and I was like how do you define your like your working class mm. like do you have to do a test do you have to see where your parents <laughs> come from is it because you got a thick accent like what how can you in a job interview be like all right come on prove that you're working class yeah. come on prove that you're poor and you're from this like it just <laughs> And it didn't set right with us. So that's kind of where it came from of just asking people like and asking people to create work around like what does it mean to you? Because I think it means some other people hate it and just don't want to talk about it. Mm. And and then other people embrace it and it's like, no, this is my this is my culture, this is my identity. And I just wanted to explore that through an online gallery, but also because I wanted to be some artists too, to yeah. help them a bit. <laughs> Always appreciated, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you find it curating an online gallery in comparison to uh, like a spaced gallery in what of a better term? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I am not tech savvy in the slightest. I can't even put a Zoom meeting together. I always get it wrong. <laughs> I send the wrong link. I, I don't know. Like, so it's been quite easy because I just bought, I bought a cheap website obviously it's, it's expensive to run these things and people mm. are doing amazing like 3d amazing models and that i can't do that i will just use my skills and basically kind of let the work talk for itself mm. so it's it's very simple it's click gallery um sometimes it's just like the image i try just to what i know and to apply it instead of like trying to do something yeah fancy that would look terrible but mm. it's easier in the sense of we can talk like this and you don't have to go places and shipping and, and all this stuff. But it's nice to like have that space and make it your own and actually meet the artists and get people to come in and get your feedback that way. Just human contact, mm. <laughs> which we haven't had for so long. Mm. Definitely. <laughs> Did you get any feedback from the working class show? I got a lovely feedback, really. It was quite a positive experience working with the artists and the audience. Another thing also with being online, you, the only people who are going to see it are the people who want to see it, you know, like people mm. who enjoy the arts and that. So you probably not get, I'm probably getting a very biased kiss-ass opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if it was out in the world, people might be like, little bollocks, like, this is not right. Like, But that's what I want. I want people to like, talk and discuss about it and mm. and feel like art can be their thing to talk about yeah do you how do you find it as a curator of getting working class audiences into the shows that you create uh, I think it's incredibly hard like yeah. I work well I worked for two other galleries so like freelancing and I worked at another gallery another gallery um <laughs> one one being a very more communal space more like about the community and one being quite a like contemporary white space gallery that one was they're both hard to get into but in different ways like you want like so one was a gallery in Bertley which is a really small town in um, Gateshead and mm. um, Port Foundation it's no longer with us it um, had to close down because of Covid oh. beautiful space amazing like customers and because um, used to be a cafe too but you would get quite middle class people 
No, you wouldn't actually get the people from Berkeley coming in because they mm. didn't feel like it was their space. So as much as you're in the community, it was very much like a certain type of group. Amazing people, don't get us wrong, but not like the ones you want to come in and be like, this is for you too. Like, it's it's a bit of a cliche, but I honestly think art is for all. And it's just hard to break down that wall of going, don't come in. Yeah. Don't be scared. It's fine. <laughs> We're not going to bite. We're not going to judge you if you don't get it. Just come in. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it is about gallery spaces in particular that are so off-putting for working class people? I think it's probably the whole history. You know, when you hear about art, you hear about the million pound sales, you know, you hear about the Turner Prize and people are like, what the hell is that? And mm. you don't hear about like the kid from like this tiny working class who created a gallery and it's for you and you don't hear about them stories. And I think people just think, oh, they're from their other, they're another part of this. And I think the thing too is that people come in and create spaces when especially in the northeast of England it's people who live and want to like make their communities thrive and be creative and they come in and do it for absolutely nout Mm. so they do it out of the love but they don't really get the recognition a lot of the time Mm. so that's I still think there's that like barrier wall of like oh this is not for us and it's hard to break that and I, I don't think that hopefully I will but I don't think I've done it really yet yeah what do you think are some of the things that could be changed to make art a bit more easier to access for in this case predominantly working class people but just in general for people who are outside of the traditional art world I think a location so um, Middlesbrough is a place that I work and I think for a long time it's had a bad reputation of just being like a horrible place it's a lovely place it's an amazing place and there's galleries popping up everywhere over there now because people want a creative community uh, one of them is a gallery called pineapple black which mm. is an old new look store so it's this big massive store that's not being used and they have like a beautiful window display and it kind of gets people through kind of like um Instead of being like an exclusive place here, you go into the places where people are already there. Mm. It's kind of like, not forcing them, but like showing them like, oh, look, oh, that's nice. And maybe going in with the kids and that and having spaces. Like Thought Foundation was a gallery, but it had a calf in the back. So, you know, a lot of the time people would come to the calf, but then like the artwork's there too. So Mm. maybe it's kind of like integrated into places where it's not like a scary place like, oh, we're going to go to that gallery, like the Baltic, you know, it's, if you know where the Baltic is, it's in Gateshead. Yeah. It's a uh, big, big, big. And But it's like, you've got to walk over there. You've got to go in. It's a massive building, you know, like some people find it intimidating mm. to go in and walk into a space. And if you don't get it, people think, oh, I'm stupid. When you need like people there to be like, no, no, what do you think of this? Oh, you think that? Well, I think this. And I just think it's creating more of a community, more communication, sorry, of talking to people and not being like oh I'm better than you at this because I think people still have that kind of perception of art. Mm. It's interesting you brought up the um, the cafe and how that's sort of becoming a major part of a lot of art galleries but it's almost 
the, the cafe is like in the back it's sort of in the corner and there's the distinction between this cafe is like oh you go there to have a drink coffee and discuss maybe what you were seeing and then the artwork separate from that mm-hmm. do you think um there is a possibility that a lot of the issues from working class people not liking art galleries being because it's an issue of function in that you're basically going into a space and you're left to your own devices of not really having a set thing to do other than to just look at the art and would it be easier if it was like the art that they would have in their homes yeah possibly I think I think some spaces where like have one agenda like we are contemporary art we are we have a theory you know this yeah and that's fine but the 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 spaces too where I mean the foundation again as an example because we did have like exhibitions about the body so a lot of the stuff was just all about bodies and um human form and all this stuff and like it's quite an easy topic to go into and but it's a bit hard-hitting like some of them was about breast cancer and we've had other ones where it's like affordable art so it's all like local people who who make stuff and you can buy like affordable art don't buy like like stuff from ikea you can actually buy like local art and it's not all expensive so i think it's like having that balance of themes and and different types of art that it's not all just high concept it's there's a lot of different levels yeah going to pink collar gallery what are your plans for that is it something that you're wanting to continue after lockdown is over or is it sort of just a treading ground I would love to continue so hopefully I can get back to work mm. <laughs> so I work <laughs> in, in a gallery called um, Platform Air Gallery which is a beautiful gallery in Middlesbrough and that had a cause just because of COVID so we're waiting hopefully for everything to be tip toppity so we can go back but I'll always do me freelancing I would always love to have a, a physical space of my own which would be Pink Collar Gallery mm. but I am not qualified to do that yet <laughs> like I don't know how you do that so I think I'll probably just continue on um, online for a bit but mainly probably focus more on online stuff so like a, and a one I want to develop is about like social media and activism through media social media mm. and kind of getting artists to create stuff for an online purpose not just because me working class one I do want to develop that into a physical space Mm. so I think once we're back open and the world's back to being normal again um it'll be probably more digital kind of work yeah yeah (laughs) no that's interesting like it is that question of what is the best way to see it and whether uh, making the argument of why it is that this should be in a physical space and why this should be in a digital space. Mm-hmm. Do you work with other people when you're creating shows or is it just you with this idea? They go for it. It's just me with an idea and I'll get, I'll go for funding for it. And hopefully when I'm, if I'm successful at it, then I can pay myself and pay the artists and, you know, pay people, which is always a nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I work, when I worked in galleries, I work with other people, which is great. Because again, I still think I'm learning. I, I'm, I'm brand new at this. I'm not like, I know all. I don't know all. I want to know more and more and more. So, but when I'm doing my Bengala, it's mainly my ideas and my things that just float me boat, really. <laughs> yeah. 
in working with other curators and other people in the arts, do you find when you start discussing things like working classness, there is a barrier there because they might not under- fully understand what it means? Uh, not here, not in the Northeast. That's good. It's <laughs> predominant. It is mainly working class people. Mm. So we're kind of like all in this together kind of thing. So it's it's everyone. And it's not like everyone's fighting for the, the top. Everyone's like supporting each other. And everyone wants everyone to do well. And that you'll probably have heard it many times. Everyone will have that background of, well, if you want to work in the arts, you have to live in London mm. or you have to live somewhere that has lots and lots of art. And I think up here, a lot of people are like, well, I can't afford to live there. So why mm. can't we have? communities and creative spaces up here and that's kind of why I stayed like I was just so like this is not for me I'm moving like you can't have this kind of world up here and you can and the thing Mm. is you got to do it yourself yeah because no one's going to do it for you if you wanted my main passion now is talking about um working class women artists from the northeast and I've just got some funding to kind of develop this idea of support and or creating some sort of database around that because Mm. don't get me wrong like the galleries up here are amazing it's very like 50 50 like it's not like women don't have the opportunity but I think the legacy of women isn't recorded Mm. it's very much like we know the Pippin Pittens we know Norma Cornish I want that same history to start getting like developed because mm. then little lassies from shiny Row can go oh I can stay here and I can be an artist and I can do this and and they don't have to think it's this like magical dream to be what you want to be so that's kind of like what I'm doing at the minute. Mm. Who are some artists that you think people should know about? What from up here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's an amazing artist I just talked to the other day uh, called Erin Dixon, who was in my working class exhibition. And she is, she works with glass and technology and I'm probably not, I'm doing a disservice waffling on about her, but check her out, Erin Dixon. She's amazing. She's got to work in the Baltic at the minute where it's this 3D uh, laser cut out of a mom right having a pint uh, having, having a pint not having a pint having a cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's absolutely beautiful um but check her out because i've probably butchered every, all of the work there <laughs> <laughs> there's an amazing artist called emma bennett who is from teesside she does a lot about like um, industrial brutalism and creates amazing abstract work annie o'donnell too she is represented by the gallery i work for um uh, gallery and she creates a lot about identity. She's from Billingham and they had a plastic factory there and her family came over and um, worked there. And it was, it's all about her identity with plastic and, mm. and her town. And she's amazing too. And there's, there's loads, there's absolutely loads of um, women artists up here who are incredible. I just don't think they get the, the right merits. And a lot of them work in other fields too. Because they're from working class backgrounds, you know, they are not pulling all the money in from the art. They have to have like another job. But I think that is just universal with anyone from a working class background. Mm, The double job situation. I know very well. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Where can people see the Pink Collar Gallery? Uh, it's online. It's www.pink slash by little dash collargallery.com. I'm also on Instagram where you can go through there, which is Pink Collar Gallery. Michaela, thank you so much for talking to me. This has been really interesting. And I can't wait Thanks to see what happens it. with Pink Collar Gallery in the future. Thank you very much for having us. I hope I didn't uh, waffle on too much. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, lovely to see you and hopefully see you in a physical space sometime soon. Sometimes, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the episode. I'd love to thank Michaela for coming and talking to me about her work as a curator and for you for listening to this week's episode of What Is Your Working Class? To stay up to date on our new episodes, make sure to follow us on Twitter at What Is Your Work One and on your chosen podcast provider. Thank you so much for listening and hopefully hear from me soon.